This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupans. Zupans Markets, we're proud to have them with us. And uh, I've been really enjoying my visits to Zupans over the last six months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, they were always in my repertoire yep. of grocery stores, but lately have been my main go-to point. And uh, I'm really enjoying myself. You know, I'm not, I don't love to, co- I'm single. Yeah. I don't love to cook at home. So right. I've, I've been going in and picking up some prepared food, which is delicious and a good value. You you particularly have are fond of... The Pokey Bar. Right. Which has been awesome, because, yeah, because it's, uh, it's on my drive home. I hit the Burnside location, which right now is the only location that has the Pokey Bar, but it will be expanding in uh, this new year to the other locations. But five varieties of poke, seafood salads, three types of rice and toppings. It's great. Make your own little Pokey Bar. Or bring the whole family down for, like, a little outing. Yeah, well, you can actually go. They have events there. Yeah. The Cellar Z series. Right. Um, in uh, Lake Grove, I've been to one of their dinners there. It's fantastic. So they have wine tasting and learning. Uh, in March, they're featuring Spanish wines, which, you know, I've had the opportunity to experience in Spain. Yeah. Great thing to do. And you can find details on those events at uh, zupans.com. They also have. They're now doing a sausage of the month. I saw this on their Instagram account, and uh, I think right now it's their jalapeno cheddar, but it changes all the time. Yes, and they're all delicious. There's so much there. When I go in, I don't have anything in mind. I just go in and see what appeals to me, and Mm -hmm. lots of times I'm walking out with some quiche, sometimes some fish, and I particularly love their soups, too. An easy way to keep up on uh, everything happening at Zupans is their website, brand new website. You can find out what's fresh and new, zupans.com. That's actually where I figured out, I, I did my Valentine's Day shopping at zupans.com. Yeah, well. You, Ordered the flowers online. It was awesome. Right. Court's still in his, in his lovely marriage as a result of that. <laughs> it's true. Portland's Food Scene podcast for another week with uh, Chris Angelus from Portland Food Adventures, and uh, I'm Court Johnson from the uh, Kink Morning Show here in Portland, and uh, I'm excited for this. This is the first time we've had someone on three times, right? Absolutely. That's not been Gary. And a worthy guest. Yeah. A worthy, that's not been Gary. It's not been Gary. Um, And it's it's a pleasure. I I honestly think this is an iconic episode for Right at the Fork, Uh because we're celebrating what is... Indigenous to our area, the Northwest, where we're leading the way. Mm-hmm. Colorado exists and now some other states, but we are looking at cannabis in a different way. Yeah. And Damien Magista is on the forefront of this uh, or getting on the forefront in yeah. a big way. And uh, we've had him on the podcast before as the founder um, of Be Local Honey, which is one of our, again, iconic Portland brands, and um, and then later he moved on to Jacobson, and we talked about that a little bit. And now he's on to his new venture, and it's kind of cool to see the progression over time of uh, how someone who's an entrepreneur in this world has taken himself. But not only trajectory. not only an entrepreneur, but I've I've always looked at Damien as kind of an educator because every time we've had him on, I've learned so much. Uh, just talking about the honeybee and the peril that the honeybees are actually having right now that. There's potential that we're going to lose mass populations of them. And then the last time he was on, he was talking about this trip to, uh, was it Cambodia? Yeah. And and I saw these pictures of, of like buckets of fried bugs. In fact, I like to pull those up every now and then and show my kids because they'll ask about eating bugs. I'm like, oh, yeah, you should see these. My friend Damien has these. Now you can pull up all sorts of things. Yeah. So you can have this, this, or this. Yeah. And uh, for your kids, yeah, and and now that now the new quest is is when we talk a little bit about this is destigmatizing w- what it is to partake in cannabis that it's not the the dudes behind the school anymore, no, because of where we are in America and and what's legal and and what we're able to do. That's why, other than the fact that I really like Damien and I know he has a lot to say, but that's you know this is a food we call this a food podcast, yeah, and and I think it's. Just the same way we, and we talk about this, enjoy wine and beer right. and everything else. This is part of it, and we should we should really bring it out 
from destigmatize it. Right, take it out of the shadows and talk about it like like the adults that we are. Exactly, and we're in a place where we should do that. So we do have listeners from other parts of the country, um, and we hope that they hear this and maybe it'll affect, it will turn them on to think uh, something that could happen in their area too. Mm -hmm. So uh, Damien Magista of... Anada. Anada. Yeah, listen to this podcast, comment, and... um, and enjoy. Right at the Fork is brought to you by Leanne Bach of M Realty. Choosing the right realtor can make or break the buying or selling experience in real estate. Leanne Bach is in tune with the ever-changing Portland landscape, especially as it pertains to our food and restaurant world. Why not work with someone who's in step with you and has years of experience to work on your behalf? Find Leanne at leannebach.com. L-E-A-N-N-E-B-A-C-H dot com. Zupans, unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest Bounty in Portland, West Burnside, Southwest McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years, Zupans Markets. Food Trekking World. Coming soon in Portland is Food Trekking World, the world's largest convention of trade professionals. Food and beverage meet travel and hospitality. Business-to-business appointments speeches, and hundreds of professionals you'll want to meet from all over the world. It's April 2nd through the 4th at the Sentinel Hotel. Find out more at foodtrekkingworld.org. That's trekking with two Ks. For our listeners only, use promo code FORK, F-O-R-K, and get $200 off right now. And by Portland Food Adventures. Did you know you can eat and drink your way through Europe with chefs like Atala's Jose Chesa and Lardo's Rick Gencarelli? Join right at the Fork host Chris Angelus and his great chef friends for these trips of a lifetime to to Barcelona and Tuscany in September and October. Get to portlandfoodadventures.com and click on the blog tab to see pricing and itineraries. You know what? You know what? You you look great, but you know what you don't have is that windbreaker. Oh shit! Oh, you know what? And I have a couple shirts for you guys down in my car that I totally forgot to bring right, up. So we could hook up at All some right. point. Okay. What but sizes do you guys have? I mean, do you, do you want? We look at the small. For both okay, of extra small. Is it not obvious? <laughs> <laughs> right. no, I, I go. I, I tell people. I'm normally an extra large, but there's been this trend mm-hmm. for extra larges to be like Smaller. slim, extra. Uh-huh. E- either that, or we're just ex- we're just uh, you know finding excuses for our fatness. No, 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 no. The XLs. Um, are, are smaller. smaller. Some right. of them are. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, sure. I generally wear, and I can even fit into some large, yeah, older large T-shirts mm-hmm. now that I have had. But some of the XLs. Right. Um, no, I'm wearing. I'm wearing an XL now. It's my. Oh, here he goes. He's stripping on the air. Yeah. Oh, oh Zildjian. Zildjian. It's an XL. Nice. But then there's other XLs you put on. And you're just like, man, did I put on some weight? Yeah, I got uh, Will. Will um, and Joel gave me a Holdfast T-shirt, uh-huh. and it's it's XL. Yeah, and I just it's not comfortable for me. It's a little tight, and it's that <laughs> material. There's a certain and nothing against those guys. Yeah, but I think that material just there's certain materials is it that, 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 that lightweight, sit- soft. Yeah, it feels really good. I love those, but it's a little too clingy. Yeah, but it feels so good. Oh yeah, I don't think it feels. Yeah, no, I like. You don't like it? I like the old territory I had ones. Beefy, beefy tea, kind of like sandpaper scrapes you a little bit. Yeah, but the sizes were good on those. Yeah. This is this whole. Should we just do a fashion? Yeah, sure. Uh, like we're a shit I'm not, I think I think it is episode. important because you, you you do. I do go. I go into restaurants and they they the staff is wearing a certain t shirt. Mm-hmm. They look designer now, whereas yeah. opposed to just having a logo slapped on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're eighty dollars like, t shirts. I want now. one of those. They're eighty dollars. Yeah. What is I, who who can spend that much on a t shirt? Right. Oh it's God, so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. What I, some clothes are. Yeah, I can't even. This, I can't even. In do this it. new Trumpian world, there's this whole group of people yeah. out there who can afford. Thousand dollar shoes yeah. and stuff like you know. I have my limits, um, and that's not. I don't need. Sh- what do you need? The- I, I, I don't know. I, I'm like, yeah. I don't need a bunch of shoes. I you know. I get them like if they're on sale. That's it. And are they comfortable? That's kind of my. Thing. I have my things. I have a shoe thing, but I yeah. have my ways of getting them fairly yeah. inexpensively, and they're nice. They last forever. My yeah, way nice. is called uh, Marshalls or uh, yes. TJ Maxx. Oh, very good. No, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. on shoe buy. I like. <laughs> Borns and Echoes, yeah. and I just got a new pair of Geox boots nice. that were like marked down twice. Yeah. So I'm happy. I like. Those. I'm a fan of Ross as well. I like to. Ross dre- is good. I like to dress for less. Yes. I like to do it online because yeah. I'm in Manzanita. How, what are, what choices oh, yeah. do I right. Right. Yeah, yeah. have? And That's then, uh, and then, uh, well, 
Anyway, on that fascinating short, note, yeah, but free T-shirts are always <laughs> are always nice. I just cleaned my T-shirt drawer out last week of like piles of them. Uh, I just went through and gave a bunch of my old ones to the Goodwill. Okay, we go. good. This We're is, doing all right. This is the fashion show. Done. Yeah, the fashion show. We're going to keep it. going. So listen, it's you are the first. I mentioned the windbreaker because you. Came out to the coast, and we did mm-hmm. a nice coast walk, and your windbreaker ended up at my place. Yeah, that was a beautiful walk, by the way. It, it was, was fantastic. Very, very nice. Um, and uh, it's in Portland anyway. I brought it back. So okay. at least it's in this city. Okay. Um, but this is, you're the first three-time guest, I Woo! believe, who's actually had an interview. You know, Gary's been yeah. on yeah. quite a few times. And Do I get a trophy, participation trophy? We got a t-shirt for you, actually. Yes! We <laughs> left them in our car. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we left them in your car. Right. Uh, I, so, <laughs> how are the sizing on those? That uh, well, they run a little small. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. Oh man, you're still going back there. Yeah. So, <laughs> so three time guests. So the first time we had you on, we had just met. Yes. At at uh, Wildback Game. Yes. Like uh, I think we had the interview scheduled, but it was good to run into you there. Mm-hmm. And we came on, and I was fascinated by the story of Be Local mm-hmm. um, because I knew nothing about beekeeping, mm-hmm. and and having someone point out that neighborhoods would you know the the bees that had hives in certain neighborhoods mm-hmm. would taste different from that that to me was fascinating yeah, and, it was, and your story from you know both what tech and social work both yeah sort of tech and social worky stuff kind of yeah they're both really them. related yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you went from there to, to drinking beer in the backyard and deciding that be be local was the way to go be local was the way to go yeah then we had you on um, when Be Local became part of Jacobson that is true, yeah. Salt. And mm-hmm. then, so you went from uh, full-on doing everything owner yep. to mm-hmm. now an employee and yes. your brand is part of Jacobson. Yes. Nice marriage, you know. And, and yeah. it, when you came in, we were all excited about that. Yes, correct. And so that was what, about a year? I think we had Two you years, on it. Oh, it's about a year ago about when a year you came ago. in. Yeah, yeah okay. but you've been there ago. for a while. Yeah, so yeah, it happened about two years ago. Right. So yeah. now, and 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 Court and I had this discussion, really, the, the product that you're working with is outside of the state, um, but I still feel like you are in the food circles here, and you're yes. going to, in time, work on um, collaborations and marry, marrying your current cannabis venture correct um so you've gone from working with bees to cannabis both sticky both, both sticky, the sticky icky yo sticky things <laughs> um but i'm uh i'm just i think it would be cool to follow your progression mm-hmm. um and explain you know how things came about for mm-hmm. you and how this came about how this opportunity yeah, came about yeah. when it did really fast and um what you're learning we had chris onstad on yes i listened to that and i've had since i've since had just meetings with him because uh we yeah chris and i are on the same page with a lot of this stuff so right. it's really cool to see i really suggest we do this once in a while do mm-hmm. we know offhand what episode it was it can't be it's in the 90s right i think it wasn't too far too it long it was ago. like a couple of months ago so you don't have to go far down but listen to that yeah it's episode. great it's great Mm-hmm. Especially, it's the last twenty minutes. I think we yes. got into his love of cannabis. Yeah, and when I when when I was listening to it, I was sitting at my desk, just like cheering, going, "Yes, yes, that's it. That's what it's it, about. This is where we're going." So it's really exciting to to kind of see um, the the changes in the industry, and that other people are now beginning to get it. And we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk more about that. It's episode 102, by the way. Oh, not in the 90s. No. 102. But so, it was last year. So we're you're right now. This is like 101 teens something in there. Um, yeah, it was fascinating, and I personally just have been, you know, in this, especially now, this world we're living in, mm-hmm. and I've always said, hey, it's, especially in my friends in Connecticut who don't, you know, aren't experiencing what's yes. been going on in the Northwest, right. yeah. uh, to be in a time when you can have the retail experience, the retail cannabis experience. Right. It's, it's very, it's, it's new and it's strange, and, and it took me a while to kind of shed that sort of stigma Right. That we've been carrying on, I think, especially people in our generation who were brought up where it was definitely illegal. I mean, I was arrested at 17 for smoking a joint on the docks in Olympia, hey, Washington. You se- know, 17 also. So, you know, yeah. so which is hysterical to me because now I'm like, well, guess what I'm doing now, motherfucker. And then you see you see people who are still in prison for yeah. doing things that are now legal, which right. is crazy. It's insane. But so anyway, this is a food. This is a Portland food scene. Yeah. Food and and I like I've 
from the get-go, we've discussed this, I think it's really important that we remove that stigma Yes, because at one point there was that stigma around alcohol mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and now we talk about cocktails and wine not only as a matter of course in our lives, but yes. it's a joking matter, right? Yes. Drinking and t-shirts to that effect yep. and it's acceptable and, you know, celebrities can... So I just think it's important and one of the reasons I wanted to... I, I think it's a great opportunity to talk to people like you mm-hmm. is to make it more mainstream yes, and appreciate it more. You may not partake. Right. I, I really, I think, it's, and um, this is my little editorial up front, so many people I've talked to and I say, hey, do you, do you smoke or whatever? Mm-hmm. Do you partake? No, it makes me really this and that. And then we're in a time where you can walk into a shop and say, listen, I don't want to be paranoid. I don't want this to last forever. I, I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's a completely different experience. So all the people who had negative experiences in the past, and I certainly have had my positives and negatives, <laughs> um, but it's a whole different thing when you can walk in and pick your, uh, among 80 strains uh, and discuss it. And, yeah, it uh, gets, it gets very, it's very specific now. We, we are getting... Thankfully, now that it is legal, we're getting um, more research done and people are becoming more educated around it and what, you know, h- how the different kind of terpene profiles, uh, you know, will affect you. And and so these these bud tenders um, can steer you in the right direction, which is, is that fantastic. What called? Bud tenders? I yeah. guess that's what I hear. I think it's kind of a silly name, but it's just one that I'm going to use for now until something better comes along, I guess. Not bad. Yeah. And I have to go back and, and watch weeds to figure out what they refer to it on on weeds. But they didn't have, was it legal? I guess they, and we, I didn't watch Weeds. So I, I watched know. like the, I think the last maybe season. Yeah, well, the, the the last season for me, if it, not to, not to, there's, there's a conclusion to this thing where they go into a world where, where cannabis is legal. And I remember watching it as a guy thinking, I'm like, this is, what are they, t- this is never going to happen. And it was shortly thereafter that Colorado happened and Washington happened. Yeah. And, right. and here we are, we're like, we're not too far from what they were basically presenting as a reality in American where you have cafes or places to go to do right. exactly what you talked about, Chris, which is say, this is what I'm looking for. What do you have to, you know, what do you right. have? And I, I will never forget my first aha. Not, it wasn't my first aha moment, but I was in Amsterdam mm-hmm. and two things converged me for me at the same time. So it was a year, I think it was 2001. Um, and I'm sitting, I went to one of the coffee shops and they bring out the menu was I'd never seen before. This one, this one, the best hash at the Amsterdam Cannabis, Cannabis Fest mm-hmm. 2001. And I'm thinking, this is incredible. And then, oh, I said, I don't have anything to, oh, and then they bring out a velvet line thing with different pipes. And, <laughs> and meanwhile, I had, was never really into U2, and they're on the stereo system. Uh-huh. And I'm partaking in this shop for mm-hmm. the first time. And you two permeated my system at that moment. <laughs> and I was, I've been a fan since. I don't listen to him as much any, any longer, but I really loved him at the time mm-hmm. because of that. You know, you always remember where you were with music. Yeah, that's exactly. That's, it's a, it, that's one of the nice things about music. And it's one of the nice things, I think, about food and wine and cannabis as well because it is, it's an experiential thing. It, it's not just, especially with cannabis, it's, we have to get away, I think, from thinking about it of just getting high, although that's a nice effect. But you don't have to get that high anymore. Right, you can right. be relaxed. Yes, just, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's not about the high. And the yeah. other thing that I think all the time is you're on Facebook and you see people go, you know, saying, oh, it's wine o'clock. Mm-hmm. And why can't, why can't cannabis or marijuana or pot, whatever we want to call it, mm-hmm. why shouldn't that be acceptable? I would think right. there are a lot of people holding back now and saying, ah, there are people who don't agree with me on this. Mm-hmm. We're in a state where it is legal. And it, that's so I really like the idea, whether you like it or not, and I mean, it, whether it pleasures you or not mm-hmm. or you partake, I just like the idea that it should be part of the mainstream. I celebrate that because, yeah, I got arrested my high school night. <laughs> nice. Graduation <laughs> night. We were in the, oh. the men's room in Norwalk, and uh. my future roommate and I were passing, and the cops came in, and we were walked out in handcuffs. Oh, so ridiculous. It, well, maybe not then, but I, I mean, mean it was, yeah, then, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it was what it was. That's right. that's the world we were in, and right. we're, but I just want to wash that stigma away, right? So. And and that's something that we're really, and my new venture is really dedicated to do is to really normalize it and make it. It it is okay to come home and after a hard day's work and 
um, smoke a joint or eat a really nicely, finely crafted edible or um, or for me, one of the things I have really uh, enjoyed and is is I like to get really stuff that's really sort of heavy in CBDs because um, it helps with because um, my old band back pain and I sleep really well through the night and I wake up in the morning and I don't feel groggy or hungover or anything. You just feel refreshed and good. It's like it's like if you were it's like the best it's like taking a Xanax, but without the kind of after effects and the risk of becoming addicted to benzos, which right. is really terrible. Mm-hmm. So you have this really just calming, beautiful, relaxing sort of thing. And then maybe having a little glass of wine on top of it. Why not? Because they do match up really well. You know, you do. It does stimulate ap- appetite and you become more sensitive and sort of more aware of flavor, which is just really exciting. You know, so when you start combining those two with food or you know, cannabis and food and cannabis and food and drink and pairing those, that's where the world really opens up. That's, that is, uh, you know, I never really thought about that, uh, that it would enhance the flavor. It certainly sometimes makes one more hungry. Absolutely. But yeah. I find really with today's strains, it you got to wash away everything that you ever thought before. Mm-hmm. Because we used to, you know, go and, by the way, just to clarify, I am not a heavy like every day, all day user. I was back in my tw- college days. Yeah. But I'm not any longer. I just like once in a while. Mm-hmm. But um, but I haven't really given the thought of pairing. And I think that's where I it fascinates me. Um, there, was a, so there were some dinners last year, mm-hmm. uh, Kitchen Chronicles that Leather Stores was doing. Yes. And Matt... And, uh, Natalia was assisting mm-hmm. with, which was just fantastic. And he was infusing food mm-hmm. with it and being very careful. I remember I was very leery about that dinner because I thought, man, I don't want to leave there. We had podcasts the next morning. <laughs> Court, here's how dedicated I am to this podcast. I was actually thinking about that. So I, I didn't want to be blown away, but he yeah. took he took care to be very mild. I walked away from there no different than I would have walked away from there after one glass of wine. Yeah, see, that's, that's perfect, and that's kind of the key. Is so these so during these dinners, and we're seeing this kind of a little bit more and more, and we have uh, events planned like this as well. Um, we have we're going to do one coming up with uh, B.J. Smith and Han. They're going to do a, a lovely little um, dinner for us. Um, of course, the way the laws are written, they have to be. They are private events. Um, and so we're going to, can you charge for them or we that, cannot, Yeah, we cannot. So Washington, um, so each state has its different rules and in some ways, Washington's a little more dr- draconian than Oregon and in other ways, Oregon's more draconian than Washington. But, but yeah, we cannot charge for these. So it's just an invite thing. And, um, and, and can, is, are there ways to do it? So you're charging for something else? Like there's something possibly, else going on possibly. that you can charge for that, and then this is part of it? I, possibly, yeah, you know, yeah. So that's all stuff that we have to – those are good questions for the lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> because we don't, definitely don't want to get in trouble um, when we're doing this. We do we, – we are very careful to uh, make sure that we're minding our P's and Q's um, partially because we don't, you know, we don't want to be fined. We don't want to get in trouble, and we don't want to right. risk this incredible – business. You, yeah, you, this you incredible – This is not just an individual thing. No, this is this is a business, and it's a big business, very large, um, that, we're, that we're working on here. So, But it's exciting. So you get to do – so when you start doing – By the way, we haven't mentioned them. the name oh, of your yeah. company yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'll let okay. you do it. So – uh, the company's name is Anata, A-N-N-A-T-A, and we um, went through a bunch of names and iterations, and I started working with uh, Jeremy at Idea Veal again, who originally branded uh, Be Local. We work very well together, and so we decided on Anata because Anata, there's a couple things, is is that my two other uh, business partners and I... Um, well, we all come from a culinary background, right? We... We all worked in kitchens. We've all cooked and that sort of thing. Um, we are of Italian heritage. Um, and so Anata just felt really good. It's fun to say Anata, right? And the meaning is uh, vintage or a good or a good growing year. And so it just kind of it felt right and it felt good. And it was uh, it was important for me to reflect our sort of, you know, to do something that tied us all of my business partners and I in, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's really important. And also paid homage to our heritage as well. So we chose Anata, we, cho- we chose Anata 
Um, so anata canapa seca, which just means so that's just, uh, you know, anata's dried cannabis, which is, you know, so we're just kind of playing on this old sort of Campari thing or this old, you know, this nice kind of old throwbacky something that feels, we want it to feel comfortable and inclusive and we want it to feel like when our packaging or our product is on your shelf, it, I wanted it to feel like something you grew up with, something that was just there, not out of place. We're not talking like, you know, rosted dude colors and flaming skulls yeah, I think and that's that kind the, of crap. I, when I drive by a shop and I see that, it just annoys me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the worst. Luckily, we're seeing now we're seeing a change from that. And there's a few, there's a couple of good shops in town that I really enjoy. There's Pharma and then there's Sarah, which are both doing extraordinary jobs. They've taken it into the future, and that's the whole point. Is we this is no longer we're no longer smoking. We're taking bong rips in our mom's basement, hiding out. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This is a legal product. There's no shame in it. Let's bring it out of the basement. Let's bring it to the front forefront. Let's embrace it. And let's get our packaging and branding to reflect that. We have to take it out of the dark ages. If we don't, it'll never be normalized and it'll never be accepted. So the idea is we want, I want, I want grandmothers to buy our product. I want soccer moms. I want, you know, um, you know, 21 to 34 year olds who are, you know, like quote unquote hipsters or whatever, you know, for lack of a better term. But we we want it to be comfortable and approachable and we want it to be smart. So to be clear, you're not a retail facility. We are not a retail you facility. Are, you are growing product. Yeah. So and we are processing. Yeah. So we are a processor. So we're a, a 503 processor up in Washington. We are tier three, which means the biggest, which is really cool. So this is uh, the the social services part of me is really excited about this part is our facility is in the old Nally Valley potato chip factory. And the entire uh, warehouse is 250,000 square feet. That's been divided up into various grows of which we are one of them in there. So we have, I think, 30 or 40,000 square feet of canopy space. And then we will have uh, they're building out our like 1500 square foot lab right now. So lab is where we do all the packaging and all the processing into oil, all the distillates. So you can further process oil by doing uh, short path distilling. And so that just leaves you with like basically pure THC and terpenes. It's really fascinating. And the science is getting really, really um, just really specific with it. Um, so we'll be doing that there. And then sh- as soon as I can, I'm going to be pushing for and building out a, um, a commercial kitchen where we can start really doing the edibles. And that's where, for me, things get really fun because then we can do even more collaborations with my chef friends here in Portland and up in Seattle and, and all around and just do really, really, really fun things. Are there so many licenses in a specific state that are allowed to produce this? And how did you get into that? How do you get into that mix of yeah, so in Washington, you cannot get any more licenses. They're done for now. So there's a market for licenses licenses now, of course. It's like the FCC with frequencies. Yeah, it's crazy. It's expensive. really crazy. Yeah, I was looking up the costs of some of them. So now it's you're seeing ranges between $250,000 to a million dollars to buy a license. Wow. And fortunately for me... Um, and that's only going to go up. That's right? only going to go up. And fortunately for me, I was approached uh, by my business partners, partners uh, who had who had a license, um, a processor license, and they um, needed help. They wanted my help branding and marketing and, and doing my thing, much like I did with, uh, you know, Be Local. Um, and so I came in and, and started talking and I was offered and then, it, you know, I was offered a basic an ownership stake in it um, in exchange for my services. Um, so for me, I didn't have to put out any money, which is highly unusual, mm-hmm. um, thankfully, because there's no way I would have been able to do you it. You could have brought some some honey in and <laughs> here, here, here jars of honey right, for you yeah. guys. Here, here you go. <laughs> so, uh, so it's very difficult. Um, I feel really grateful to be in the position that I'm in. And and what's it, what's exciting to me about this is that I had... I had been wanting to trans to transition out of be local for a while. And, um, this thing just kind of, and I'd always been eyeing the cannabis industry because I know that this is, it's the future. It's a huge growth industry. There's a lot of fun things to do with it. And I knew that with my experience, um, with be local and what I did for that, I could do the same thing in that industry. And with the idea of bringing it out of the dark ages, let's, let's make it beautiful and acceptable and this lovely thing. And, and let's let's 
let's use the you know the culinary experience that I've had and the connections that I've made in with chefs here and up in Seattle and, and let's put together these really fun things and look at it in a different way and give people at home different ways to use cannabis besides just smoking it. There's a million different things. So let's give them cocktail recipes. Let's give them easy to make home recipes, breakfast, lunch, dinner, appetizers, these sort of things. And do it in a way, which I love Leather's uh, approach, which is really important, is that, and, and doing it in a way to where you're not just going to get blotto. You know what I mean? Because it takes a couple hours for edibles to come on. Especially but, edibles. I, yeah. I have to say, I steer away from them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. too much for me. I'm really careful with them. And make it to where there's just a low dose. So you're adding just this nice, you get a nice little buzz, but you're also appreciating the cannabis, the strains, flavor, and terpenes, and you're matching that and pairing it with with the whatever protein or whatever drink or cocktail you're you're making, you know, um, so it's it's a lot of fun. I'm super excited. So how did you get your license? How did how did how did that happen? How did that happen? Yeah. Uh, my business partners. Uh, they already had it. They had it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they approached me. So because they have so there's a so in Washington you can have a grower's license, a processor license, and a retailer's license. You cannot have all three of them. Here, you can actually be vertically integrated and have all of them, which is pretty cool, I believe. So these guys who are building out the facility to grow, were they're growers, but they don't know anything about marketing or anything like that. Well, they had both licenses. So basically, me and my partners took over that other license. Mm -hmm. And so it's our responsibility to process and create the brand and and to get it out there. And uh, are you limited to Washington State? Uh, we are currently limited to Washington State, but there's nothing that says that we can't open something down here, which I really would like to do. We just, I just have to specifically look at the laws and how we do that. You, you are able, you can do that. There's a way to do it, but. So you could open, you could get a license for retail down here. Yes. And then utilize that to sell your product from Washington? No, you no. cannot. You cannot um, take product across lines, state okay. lines. So we would have to. What we would do is was, we would have. We'd have to have a like, like ideally, what I would want to do under the Anata brand is have, um, is have our own grow up, have our own processor, and have our own retailer under the Anata brand here in Oregon, because then we have control over the entire chain, and um, and that's just a really good position to be in. Can you hook up with somebody like my friend Eric at Seven Points? You know Eric, right? You must uh, know Eric. I, I, maybe. Um, well, can you hook up with someone and rebrand what they're doing? Because they're making incredible product. Yes. And so... Yes, we could... There's different deals that we could do. Like, we could have... Uh, yeah, so we could we could rebrand. We could make a deal where we're essentially licensing the brand or something like that. Um, I, although it's really too early to do anything like that. But we could we could work deals with people down here um to expand our brand and i would i would love to do that i've been talking to some folks um you know because it, it's funny when you mention it people just come out of the woodwork and are like i've been looking i've been looking at it you know and people are, are just kind of just need a little guidance through it and 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 need to figure out how to get that licensing and what to do and because there's a lot of changes that happen yeah uh, and here in Oregon with the laws well, you especially know. when they came out yeah when it started being legal they still hadn't they didn't have a handle on laws and then right. there a lot of local considerations out in Manzanita. Right. We had a, uh, a mayor who didn't like the <laughs> fact that, that we've discussed this, who didn't yeah. like the fact that Oregon Coast Cannabis was on 101 and he right. thought everybody from the state was going to be converging on Ma Manzanita yeah, to, buy, no. to buy the product. And it's this beautiful store, yeah, these nice yeah, people, and yeah. they won. Yeah. You know, they well, prevailed. I mean, I mean, the thing about it, too, is the amount of revenue that's being generated for the state. That's the thing. Believe Even the me. cities. They're, yeah, so the city, they're not going to argue with that. I mean, the, it's this is Pandora's box has been opened. When you see, like, a billion dollars in revenue in Washington State, 60 million to date here in Oregon and increasing and whatever, and Colorado's just going through the roof. Is there... Uh, is there credible research out there to indicate whether usage has grown as the result of this? Because it's kind of, you know, for years it was underground, so you right. didn't really know. But uh, I can't imagine that it's it's maybe expanded a little bit. Yeah, but I, I don't think, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't have to look into that. I know that I've seen some reports of alcohol revenue going down because of marijuana, which I can kind of see, you know. Well, it'd be interesting to see if traffic, I have read that in Colorado, traffic fatalities have gone down. Down, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that would be, that would indicate that maybe less people are drinking on the yeah. road and not that anyone would advocate it, but it's certainly a safer activity. Yeah. 
with someone who's been partaking in cannabis than they with alcohol. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So so it's interesting, and I, and I don't. I get asked often. They're like, "Are you worried about the Trump administration and sessions are coming down?" On it? And I'm just like, "Not really." Um, the reason is because it's the states are not going to give up this main line into their tax revenue vein. I mean, this is like they're they're hooked on the crack now. Yeah, but they're these, not, but they're these not guys are capable up. of doing anything. They can. I, states are going to fight tooth and nail to keep it. They're not going to roll back this sort of revenue. I think what'll happen, if anything, they'll they'll enact something that'll that'll be they'll try and enact something draconian, which is what they do. And then that'll they'll be pushed back, and then it'll be they'll find some middle ground. And I think that people who have established them already will be sort of grandfathered in. So we might see, we might see a stop on licenses in Oregon or something like that. But I'm not concerned that it's going to be made illegal again. It's just not going it's to happen. Too, yeah, it's too late. Public, you just wait a couple of years yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, you never know. But I would imagine they're probably going to have more effect on the, on the states that are deciding now yeah, and that yeah. are swinging. That's yes. probably where it's going to have an effect. That's, that is We're true. We're too far gone over yeah. here, and California's in yep. secession. It'll be over this. Wouldn't that be, <laughs> will, be, wouldn't so, that be funny if it was over Canada's this? war. Oh, my gosh, that'd be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know about you, Court, but I've gone through a number of real estate transactions in mm-hmm. my time, and I've had some great ones, and I've had some not-so-great ones. Right. And the key is picking the right realtor right off the bat. It all comes down to the realtor when it, when you get down to it. Right. Especially in a hot market. And you and you need to act fast and you need to negotiate uh, from a strong position. Yeah. And in, in a matter of days, if not half of a day, Chris, can mean thousands of dollars gained or lost. Right. And market knowledge as well. Mm-hmm. So we've known Leanne for a little while now. And I can tell you this, she's tuned into the food world. So I would say if there's anyone listening out there and they want someone who understands where they're coming from and where they want to come from when they go to a restaurant, Leanne is the one to call. And that number would actually be 503-349-7890 or go online to leannebach.com. That's L-E-A-N-N-E-B-A-C-H.com. Do it. We love Leanne and, and she's here to support not only us, but our entire Portland food world. So, uh, Chris, I understand things going pretty well for these upcoming uh, trips to Europe in the fall. PFA International. Yeah. Tuscany with Chef Rick Gencarelli of Lardo and Grassa, if you're a fan of theirs and you know him at all, or if you don't know him. We're going to have a great time doing uh, foraging for truffles, eating incredible food, beer tasting, wine tasting in Tuscany. We also have seven days in Barcelona, our third trip. That we've done with Chef Jose Chesa of Chesa, Atala, and 180. Go eat churros in Barcelona with Chef Jose. Yeah. And uh, and we have some space there. Our Tuscany trip is almost full, and we have some space for Barcelona. So um, we welcome anybody to come along and contact me for more information. Yeah, and then you can go to uh, PortlandFoodAdventures.com. The, uh, the blog tab will give you the itineraries and, and how to contact Chris. I'll just tell you right now. You yeah. can call 503-395-5900. Okay, that's one way. You also, do you have some events coming up as well? I do. Some local events? Thanks for asking, Court. You're welcome. Uh, we're at Dame uh, in late February. You can look out. It's February 21st. Uh, doing a wine-centric event, which we've never done before. Uh, really focusing on natural wines. You can hear Dana Frank recently uh, in our archives on Right at the Fork. And then we're at Quaintrell, March 29th, with Chef Bill Wallander. And that's a beautiful restaurant, excellent food, and uh, one of the new places that we've talked about quite a few times on Right at the Fork with Gary the Glutton. So what I'm interested in hearing, um, how you, 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 well, you talked about how you got got into this business, Mm -hmm, but... mm well, when we first met, you were really excited about honey. Yeah, yeah. No, I, so, and I, I, and how are you dealing with not being involved with honey any longer? You're, that was your baby. Yeah, it was like my giving baby. away your baby. It, it was my baby, and um, it just was going in a direction that I was not fond of, uh, nor, uh, just to be honest, nor would I, I was being treated very well there. Um, so uh, rather than beat my head against a wall, uh, I was looking for something else. And, and it was very, it took a while. It was hard to reconcile because this was my baby. 
this was something that I worked very hard out and gave, gave my, you know, my lifeblood to, you know, this is something that I, I really believed in. But when it gets to the point to where that vision has been so crushed and, and perverted, um, I just, it made the decision easier. I was like, you know what? I am proud of what I did and I'm proud of the awareness that I brought and I'm really proud of the product that I created. Um, and that's just where I'll have to leave it. And I, I, you know, so at that point I was like, you know what, if I can look back and say, I'm proud of this with no, with no qualms about it. And then I'm some more new positive and do it all over again. Yeah. Then I'm okay with that. And I can take those lessons that I learned, the hard lessons, you know, some really good lessons and positive stuff, some other stuff, not so good and not so positive. And I can learn from that and I can take that and transition it into this other industry that I'm also equally excited about. Well, not only that, when you started Be Local, it was literally like, you know, on a shoestring. Yes. And you built it from nothing. Here's a hive here and let's see what happens and let's go to, who's this guy, who's this guy, Vitaly what? Yeah, Uh, Vitaly who? Yeah. yeah, and, And you started from there. Now you're starting with a quarter of a million, I think you said, foot square foot facility. Yeah. So it's a whole different start. It and is. So it is. It's it's exciting to it's, start something like that rather than go through the drudges of the deliveries yes, and everything yes. that you had to do. Yeah, and now now I've learned so much that I know how to do it much quicker, much better, and I'm not. Uh, and I I know how to set up things to where they scale correctly, and I know what to do, what not to do. Um, still, there's a learning curve, and it is intimidating. I mean, this is a big project. You know, this is no joke, and so execution is very important. But that confidence that I gained through Be Local, um, you know, uh, carries through to this. So I was like, yeah, it's a little daunting, but I also know that I can do it. And I have such a wonderful team assembled. I mean, a great team of growers who are on the cutting edge. The things they are doing are amazing. We just recently reconfigured our rooms to where now it's it's cutting the amounts, amount of lights that we have to use by half, which is huge for energy costs. Oh, yeah. And we've... Like added our can we've in it the way we do it we've added the canopies uh, like thirty percent or something to our canopy space so we've decreased energy use and increased grow space it's really amazing and that's a testament to these growers and the engineers who are building out this place will you be doing any outside outdoors no we have no plans to do anything outdoors as of yet that could change in the future future I don't know. The thing with outdoor is you have one season. Uh, it's harder to control the 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 quality of the product while good. And I love, I personally love a good outdoor. It doesn't um, when we when we when we go to process it, it doesn't give us the quality of oil that we need because that's something else that we do. Is not only are we going to sell just you know the bud or the flower as the kids these days call it, which is really funny. Um, we process into oil, and the quality of that oil is really important because. You know, that's one of the things is people like people like the dabs, the shatter, you know, and we do a really we make really exceptional oil. Um, and then that oil can be further distilled down into a distillate, which a tasteless distillate, which you can add to edibles and all sorts of other things, which is, you know, on the horizon for us. So and and then my you know, my the, then the other part of the team working directly on, on processor side, they're they're brilliant and um, they're just doing a really amazing job. And we have all this sort of uh, shared experience from, uh, you know, from being, uh, having cooked in kitchens and, and doing that sort of thing. So it's, it's really, it's solid. It feels really good. Um, and I'm just really happy to be with uh, some really super sharp smoke uh, kids, you know. So while the distribution channels will be different, I would imagine that, you know, in giving up control of anything yeah. or, or bringing a partner in on mm-hmm, anything, mm-hmm. Even even just personal relationships. Yes, you've got to. There's give and take. There is, and yes. so those things happen. Yeah, I would have to imagine though that the, your time uh, at Jacobson yep. uh, must have given you some knowledge that you wouldn't have had had you stayed just as be local. Yes, yourself. So as, in terms of distribution and yes. some of the marketing things that yes. they've been doing, which are pretty big. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, watching Jacobson do what they have done mm-hmm. over the years is mm-hmm. has been fascinating. And, yeah, it's interesting. And so, but. We see it, you know, I, as a layperson, I yes. see it from the outside. Yes. You learned some some positive things and yes. probably just like anything else took some things that you wouldn't do, do right. as well. Yes. And, yes. And, uh, but it's a different industry. Right. It is a different industry. And so so those lessons that I learned to be local, especially around, the, you know, the this distribution and how to work those deals. And that was great experience. And yes, I definitely carry that forward because it gave me a deep understanding of how um, how these things work previously, I didn't know. So that takeaway I'm really happy for, um, others, 
you know, that may have been on the negative side, I'm actually glad I experienced because now I know what to look out for, you know, and, and when, you know, I know that, uh, you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily, uh, unfortunately trust everybody, you know, and lawyers are your friends, get, get your operating agreements in place. Right. You know, well, and that's so, going to happen with anything. Right, there are course, po- positives and, mm-hmm. and negatives. And I think that, um, you know, had you stayed with Be Local and just left it that way, mm-hmm. you would have had a lot of things you learned to on the negative side. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. As yes, well. Sure. So, sure, um, absolutely. So, do you have, have you been talking to chefs and are you getting in, are you getting entrenched into the Washington community? I, I am. That's going to be necessary. It is, yeah. And it's a little, I, I am, I'm real. I, and that's going to take a little bit more time for me because, you know, honestly, it's out of my comfort zone. I, I'm so comfortable here in Portland. I have such great friends and, and in the culinary industry and people who have, uh, and, you know, who supported Be Local and continue to support me. And that's just, it makes me really happy. It's really a pleasure to see. Um, and I'm really uh, indebted to these folks. Um, and so anyway, and they have so connections in Seattle and too, they have connections so. in Seattle. Yeah. And, and really we have, you know, we know some people up there and, and it'll, it'll be good. It'll, it'll be fine. I just have a little more legwork to do. And, and it's fun legwork because you get to talk to people and you get to, you know, um, tell them about this exciting thing that you're doing. And most people are really excited about it. The response is just like, yeah, let's do it. Are chefs or people in the industry, uh, do they have a predilection towards cannabis or are they more alcohol? I would think that the, the, their lives, they can't be, well, I don't know, it might there's, calm them down a little in the There's kitchen. a lot of stoners in the industry. <laughs> I don't there's know. I don't, I don't just ask. But yeah, I know there's a lot of drinking. Yeah, there's a lot of drinking, um, and there's a and from what I there's a lot of stoners. There are people who who are who are into it, you know, because it's a way to relax at the end of the day, you know. And you've got, I think, maybe less so in Seattle, but you got a lot. There's yeah. there's a bigger pool, mm-hmm. but here you've got a lot of independent restaurant owners yes. who aren't as concerned with, you know, if you went to. Now with Vitali, if you're yeah. going to do collaborations with him, that's a whole different issue for Vitali. <laughs> on this end, yes, yes, he's got cor- he's got corporate, is, is, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. corporate. Yeah. Vitali's, back- not, Vitali's not necessarily against it. Without, oh, I'm sure he's you not. Know, you know, and I didn't mean to bring him. I, he just came to mm-hmm, mind mm-hmm, when I mm-hmm. thought we just right. had Chris Domino in, who's right. now, you know, they're part of Hilton. Yeah, as well, it, so. it is. You have to consider that. And I've been and I'm. There's chef, there's a lot of chefs who are just instantly on board, and then some. There is some hesitation because of that stigma, and I totally get it. And I think as we move on and we move forward, and as chefs and people see that it's okay, it's like it's like this is the coming out party. You know, it's like it's okay. We're to, it's okay to be a stoner. It's okay to be into you know cannabis, and it's okay to incorporate that into food because it is it's legal we can do that will, um, it, will it happen when soon that we can go I, into a restaurant there'll be a menu and this oh, will say this has this strain in there oh gosh um i don't know if that'll ever happen um so right now it's got to be supper parties right now it much. has to be supper parties yeah but that's not really integrating into the food scene it's just kind of a nice way of experiencing it, it but is. it's on the outside it's on the fringes it, it is unfortunately and i i don't know if that if we'll ever see it in restaurants unfortunately yeah, but, but did we, you ever think you'd see it where it is today right exactly so it may happen and the other thing well, what can we do? How can we bring it into people's homes? Well, we can do that by through these, you know, we have these little private dinner parties or whatever, and we do recipe development and stuff that people can make at home. Um, so they compare yeah, it with their see, own stuff. I'm out on that. I w- that's okay to me, yeah, but yeah. I want uh, yeah, skilled I know. chefs I know. I know. I know. to show me the way. And I right. know, you know, well, we what, can... just leather, what he was doing, I was saying he, he had it in popcorn and, yeah, and, and yeah. salmon. And yeah. then, and then there was the take the vape pen with this and taste yeah, that with yeah. this. It was really cool. Well, there'll be no... Just I to mean, start, right? He yeah. didn't know. He's experimenting yeah. himself at the yeah. time. Yeah, I mean... It, but it's underground, what too. What that's that's my issue. Yeah, yeah. It's not tough. an issue, it's but yeah. that's my concern, is it just stays underground as it's kind of... Right. And I, I think there's ways to combat that. And the ways... One of the, our strategies is that, like I've been saying, it's okay, we're going to provide you with recipes, but we're also going to do with these collaborations whose chefs are willing to do this, is we can... We're going to have like a YouTube channel or whatever. We'll sh- walk you through these recipes, show you how to make it home. So we'll provide you with as much information as possible until it changes in that, you know, we can have it in a restaurant or, or something like that. But until then, we're going to be creative and we're going to try and get it into your home and in ways that are, we're, we're, we want to be the 
Julia Childs of cannabis. You know what I mean? Like, let's bring it into your homes. Let's show you that it's not hard to work with and not something to be scared of and make it this fun, exciting new ingredient for you. And then there are people have families too that have to be concerned. With, of course, of yeah, course, yeah, sure, a, sure, sure. Thing. But I will sure. not. I think I've. Re- I think I may have referenced this on the podcast with Chris. But I found it. Here's a, a place that has more experience with it is Amsterdam. Yes, and and they also have uh, you know mushrooms. Psychedelics are legal. Yeah, there. yeah. And I will never forget standing outside a. Um, they call them natural shops. I think mm-hmm. that's what they're called. There, where they sell. The psychedelic mushrooms, something I had not and still have not had experience with. Yes. But they had, um, they had, well, maybe a little in college one time ago. <laughs> may or may not have. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they had displays out in front uh-huh. of the different strains. Like, I don't know if they call them that. But yeah, they're strains. Yeah. These are strains of mushrooms and what the effects would be. And they graded them right up to, you can do this one alone as a starter, mm-hmm. up to, you need to have experienced people <laughs> and the number of a hospital nearby, <laughs> right up on the, on the far oh, right geez. one. Oh, jeez. Wow. And yeah. literally, that was on the street. That was this display on the street. Looking That's out the so street. great. And that comes from it being in the open. People, you, you develop this ability to like be, actually be safer with people than be holding it in the underground. But it's no different than having a liquor shop there yes. and say if you drink this entire bottle yes. you're fucked right and, and yes. that's kind of what they were i think trying to imply yeah but then it explained wholeheartedly why i'd been in amsterdam for a couple of days and wondered why i saw people standing in the <laughs> middle of the street just looking up uh-huh. and that's what they were doing i mean it was incredible so that's not necess- that's a little bit extreme but my sure. point is there's a place that has had more experience yes. with all of this. Yes. And uh, wow, time flies when yeah, we're it having does. Like, fun. That's or, gonna, always. Yeah. Um, uh, so, what? Uh, when do you act? Are you out in market right now? We are now? not out in market yet. We'll be, our launch uh, target date is April. Um, so, right now, it's, uh, of course, with everything. It's is not re- April 20th. Don't tell me you want to go there. I didn't even think of that. Don't. No, no, no. Okay. I didn't even think of that. I don't. It's so. I don't even think along those lines. So no. Good. No, dude. For twenty, brah. Yeah. Um, no, we're getting. Uh, the whole point is to get away from that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so although you know it's fun, but uh, it's not for us. So uh, we are looking at launching in April, not not four twenty. Um, the challenge right now, of course, is just getting all the packaging done because that all takes time and. Um, but we, uh, are on top of it and we've, you know, and we're just kind of planning some events and some launches and doing what we can within the law to, uh, have a lot of fun with it. Um, and I think, uh, you know, when it, when it hits the shelves, I think it's going to be really successful. In fact, I, I know it is. Um, I think that we're coming at it from an approach that people that's very interesting. I don't think has really been done before in this realm and that I think people will be able to relate to. And I think combining it with the food industry, which, of course, you know, is, you know, really hot right now, I think is a, is a fun way to go. And it's just comfortable for us because that's our backgrounds. So it's really the edibles where your packaging is going to come into play because the when you go into a shop and there's the, the buds, the flowers, it's not until you actually read the label where you see where it came from. Or... So this is different in Washington. This is something that's interesting in Washington is that you cannot, it has to come into the stores, retail stores, oh, as that's a right. complete package product. Oh, that's right, because you can't yeah. smell anything. You can't smell store. anything, yeah. So it's, it makes it, it's challenging, but it's also kind of fun because then it's like, all right, we can use our, you know, I've been down this road. I can use my expertise to do this very, very well. So when you buy it in Washington, you're walking out with Anata. Packaging. Yeah, you're walking out with a knot of packaging and there'll be, you know, strain information, pairing information, uh, where there'll probably be a little recipe card in there for you to make at home. And that's right. That yeah. I just realized because my first experience was before it was legal in yeah. Oregon. So over there, that's right. I still have the some of the jars. Yeah. From the- and, and that makes it really fun for people who are into beautiful packaging like I am, you know. And, you know, or, but it makes it challenging because like, people can't smell or touch the weed. Yeah, know? no, it's way and, better in Oregon because that's part of the experience. Right. And I've told, it is. I've told countless people in the last year who are coming in, you know, asking for food suggestions. Now, part of my spiel is I don't care whether you do this or not. You need to go into yeah. Sarah or Pharma. I just went into Pharma. Pharma's long great. Ago. That, was pretty, weed. that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's funny how the two that you mentioned, those are the two that I found myself, that and Jane. 
Oh, Jane's good too. Jane's and, nice. Yeah, but that's, that's the the way they presented themselves. Yes, I've driven by a lot of them. Yes, and those called me to say, "Hey, this would be." It's because it's nice, cool. comfortable, and normalized. Right. That's exactly. Why. You know, it's like any other product. Instead of treating it as this illicit thing. Right. So, um, but yeah, up in Washington, it was a completely different thing. It, it is. Gee, I lost my train of thought. I wonder why <laughs> that might be. No, I'm just kidding. That's that's a joke. Uh, court keeps me in line. That's good. That's good. Um, so you can, so we, we are working on launching the website and that sort of thing right now. We're up on Instagram, so you can find us at anatacannabis.com. Our website is www.anatacannabis.com as well. But, uh, the website is being built out now. It's not a lot there, but do follow us on Instagram. Do keep checking back on the website. You can find us on Twitter. I don't tend to use it as much, but our Instagram is, will be very active. Are you going to use your personal Damien Magista, uh, Instagram and Twitter to do that, or is that just a personal? Uh, right now, I mean, I'll, I'll cross post some stuff, but yeah, I mean, Anada is Anada. F- follow and Anada. Follow Anada. Yeah, if yeah. you want, if you want to learn, I mean, you're welcome to follow me too, but you you might get photos of my dog or Chris and I taking walks at the beach, long yes. walks on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. You know, but if you're interested in in cannabis and the cannabis industry and what we're doing specifically, yeah, at Anada Cannabis. Follow, Do you ever follow. see yourself starting a consulting business once you get this rocking? And because uh, there's there's a big need for that. I have. One of my, yeah, my best friend is in um, North Dakota, uh-huh. and he's in line. He's been working on getting in line because they're only going to have so many provider pr- producers yes. there, and yes. he's working on getting that. They they just passed legal, uh, uh, not legal, um, medical. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants to come out here to talk to some people who've been in the industry. Yeah, so I and I, I know a few people, but I, you know, they're all. It's an informal hello get together, but yes. there have to be consultants in the business right i think there there are a lot of i've seen i don't know the quality of them uh i think probably more attorneys who are keeping up with law oh like our our attorney up in washington is specifically does that and i mean they're they're it's they're fantastic they're really amazing i would imagine if someone's following it yeah that's cool because i mean they're really following it Mm -hmm. because everything's new so they have to be on top of it that's what they're doing this is not Divorce law, where there hasn't been a new law passed in years, right, right. Uh, on that. So yeah, you want to mind your p's and q's too. So yeah, I mean, I've had quite a few people. In fact, today I just got an email from somebody who wanted to talk about it. Quite a few people have reached out to me, um, and I'm happy to share my information. Um, maybe in the future I might do paid consulting, but right now I'm not that concerned with it. Um, I want to get you my thing. Learn first. Uh, yeah, I got to learn, and I want to get my thing off the ground. And I'm also, you know, pretty open source person. Like, if you ask me a question, if I have that knowledge, I'm happy to help you. And if I can't help you, steer you in the right direction. That's the, um, that's the Portland ethos, right? That's what we're that's what we're supposed to do, and, right? And you're taking that up right. to Tacoma, right? Which, by the way, is a cool place. Which how is, how oh, often are you in Tacoma? Uh, I drive up there quite a bit. Um, are you watching your speed on, on I-5? That, <laughs> yeah. that little corridor between Olympia yeah. and Tacoma is yeah, crazy. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, cruise control is kind of my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like a two-hour drive. I, it's so easy right now. And, and yeah, Tacoma is really amazing. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that we're taking He's over. He's got a time to end the podcast. He just said amazing. So. Oh, oh, oh shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I love the fact that we're taking over this unused warehouse and we're going to be generating revenue and creating good job like good paying jobs you know and contributing to the community so that's where the social service thing in me comes out again mm-hmm. it's like this is really good for the community and portland uh tacoma is like it's there's some great neighborhoods there's some good restaurants um there's some good art going on there it's a really it's a it's a cool little city and it's know? an easily navigable city yeah it's, it's, not it's complicated easy. it's just yeah. right along the river yeah there it, or the train tracks whatever it might be yeah and it's still pretty cheap yeah it's cheaper than portland so you're staying in portland though you're, uh, you're yeah you may move up there yeah so we're we're i may move up there so what would happen is we're we'd probably rent out our house um i this is hard because we love portland we love our friends with it but to really to really do this thing right and make sure that i get it done right i do kind of need to be up there so we might be moving up there in the next six to twelve months okay we'll see you later i won't see you as much no anymore. no we'll be back down here a lot um, it's only two hours away. Whatever. Come on. Cool. Well, you came down here. Yeah. And people can always there. come up and see us and get a tour of the facility and what we do. You know, you got a YouTube channel yet for the stuff you were just talking about? We we will. So I've got to, I'm creating, I'm in the process of creating a bunch of content right now. So um, we, I want to have a good, nice bank of it before I start um, rolling it out and have it, you know, look good and, and be nice. No pun intended. 
Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry I even mentioned that. You know, the amazing thing, we don't really tell people what that's all about, but we right. try to keep amazing off the podcast. Yeah. Um, and we never really talk too much about it other than citing guests for violating the policy. But uh, It went down to one from you, three? You broke, I think you broke a rule that we never even warned you about. Yeah. Well, I've been on, this is my third time, so I should know yeah, about you it. Should, you knew about it. I you did know about it. it. I tried, I tried. But I still think it's a good rule. I just it don't want to rule. break up the interviews to go, hey, sorry. Yeah. But I still love the idea that someone has to think beyond the word amazing. No, it does. It causes you to be uh, to sort of be a little more careful with your words and be more creative. Yeah, because you know? every that covers too many things. Yeah, it's, it's like just what is, overused. Yeah, what is amazing? And it was oh. when we had one guest. I listened, and they must have said it forty times. And I said, okay, there's there, you know, this podcast has to yeah. be better than that. So, yeah. and if anybody's want, willing to go back and find that guest, go ahead, <laughs> have at it in the archives. Yeah. Um, can I just say one little last thing here? Sure. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, I kind of touched on this before, but I really do want to thank Portland and, and all the people who supported me through the years through Be Local, because it's really you who made it what it was, what it what it was. Um, it absolutely could not have done it without you. So thank you. Thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. That was just really important to me um, and meant a lot. Well, I can't, I feel the same way about everything that I've done because I've been able to meet people like you and yeah. make great friends. So yeah. if what I've same thing with you. Well, it happened to you. What you were doing was what you thought you were going to be doing for a long sure, time, yeah, but uh -huh. it led to different things, yeah. but it, you just cited it. You met some incredible people yeah. along the way. And that's what it's about. And, and you, that's invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. Do you right at the Fork is supported by PortlandFoodAndDrink.com. The legendary food dude dishes up Portland food news and comprehensive guides to just about everything that has to do with food in Portland. From coffee and wine shops to bakeries and more. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Intro music by Ariel Varinas. Find links to her music in the show notes section. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at foodpodcastpdx or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. Yeah,